0: Okay, so let's talk about a few things. First of all, the times we're in right now, are it's just a crazy time. It's also a very valuable time. And I keep mentioning time for a reason. Throughout our life, we're measured in time. We have to be somewhere by this time. We have to be on time. Well, if you're late, then you weren't on time. You know time dictates our lives. It always has. What time were you born? Right. But now in this moment that we're in, we actually have the ability to dictate time, dictate time. It's kind of fun to say. And with this opportunity, we should grasp it. We should take advantage of it in ways that we never thought possible. We're always, you know, looking for, give me a second, right? How many times have we said, give me a second? That must add up to an obscene amount of time, right? So with this time allotted to us, strictly by unfortunate circumstances, uh, we should take this and run with it. How do we do that? Well, let's take a moment to reevaluate our lives. Not only you know externally, but internally. Think about where you're at in life. Think about yourself. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with where you're at. Well, now is the perfect time, pun intended, to really delve deep and look into yourself. Think about what you want. Think about what you've wanted. Think about what could be. Everything that we've known prior to this situation, it will change. It has changed. It's not like it used to be. So coming out of this, whenever that will be, is going to be a completely different thing. We have to grasp that. We have to understand that. We have to embrace that. Embracing that is vital because if you do, it'll be a lot easier moving forward. The transition will be much Simpler. So during this process of understanding that we can reevaluate ourselves, and with that transition, we can segue into a new way of living. Now, not necessarily everything has to change, so now we know stay home, right? Stay safe. Look, I, I went through a period of time during this where I was kind of like, Oh, this is this is difficult. And mind you, I've been through multiple situations where I've had to throughout my life reinvent myself, reevaluate, start over. Over. This is this is not new territory, unfortunately for me. But it's different because all those other times, it was out of my control personally health-wise. Now I feel pretty good health-wise, but I'm confined to my place. First of all, I'm grateful that I have a place to be confined to. Second, if you want it to be better, now's the time to make that happen. So how do we reevaluate, right? Let's go over the basics. When you look in the mirror, I know this seems so arbitrary, but humor me. When you look in the mirror, are you satisfied? I mean, obviously we could shave and get a haircut. I, I feel like... Every one of us needs a haircut, right? But truthfully, when you look in the mirror and you look at yourself, are you content? Does it motivate you? What's your feelings? Where are you at with that? That's one question. Two, what goal or what purpose do you have that day? Now, some people, let's be real, we we have no ability to change fully what we'd like to change. Maybe it's a job, maybe your health. I mean, you can always improve your health, but some of us have certain things that are never going to improve. We just have to adapt, right? Trial and error, if you will. Okay. So that's understandable. But there's also a lot of us that have the abilities but aren't motivated, don't see the positives, you know, can't look past a certain step. We live in such a world of instant gratification that we take for granted earning something like we used to, right? I can order something on the computer and get it in two to three days. Where before, you know, you had to save up and you had to, first of all, you had to find it, right? And you had to save up, then you had to go get it or try to go get it. Whatever example you want to use for that, go for it, right? But we need to take ownership, right? Take ownership of the fact that we're given this time. Well, we truly have a lot more time. It's such a crazy time, and we know that. So take advantage of this. You know, watch all the movies you can watch, the TV shows, you know, video games, whatever you're into, right? YouTube. But, you know, we're, we're getting a, a second chance to reboot, you know, to, to start fresh. That's so, it's completely unheard of. And most times when we have times to, you know, pause or take a break, we're usually sick, we're hurt, we're on vacation, so we're not really trying to focus on anything. Something terrible has happened. You know, most people don't get time off to enjoy or to self reflect, self analyze, reevaluate. It always comes down to something else. Well, this is the first time, possibly ever, where the whole world can worry about themselves and then collectively start over together. And that that's what we should focus on how do we turn what we're dealing with into a positive an affirmation of self and future. Kids nowadays, and I don't mean kids in a derogatory way, are upset because of how the world has been left for them or how it is right now for them for the future. And quite frankly, if I was them, I'd be pissed off too because it's ridiculous. Most people didn't look around or worry about the future. They just looked at the now. Me, me, me. A lot of opera singers. All right, that was terrible. (laughs) Here we are, right? We have to be better for everyone. You know, we have to think about the present, learn from the past, but don't dwell on it. Take care of those who are gonna be here when we're gone. And when they're gone. We just have to to I don't just bothers me. bothers me so much that we just take for granted so much. And it's the little things. It's it, you know, On a grander scale, sure, we can break that down as well. I see it quite often. People have things, don't have things. It's really about how you are inside. Some of us struggle. That's a given. Some of us have depression. Some of us uh, hurt. Some of us have had experiences. Some of us are survivalists in the sense of, you know, we're trained to just ignore it and move forward. Just, you know, make sure you get through it. Some people have had great lives, right? And it doesn't matter what your background is when it comes to the situation. There is no race. There is no color. There is no sexual orientation or identity. There's no religion. I always went through a process. I've been through five back surgeries. And each time I went through the surgery, I was prepared a little bit. I always looked into what was going to Take place. At first, I didn't do that. I kind of, the first two, sounds so funny and sad at the same time, right? So, the first two surgeries, I was so naive that, and it happened so quickly, I didn't even think. I just was like, oh, okay, boom, week later, surgery, boom. I remember how much that taught me about myself because you're stuck in a bed, you're learning how to walk again, you have a lot of time that would usually have been occupied in any other way right was taken away even the basics of getting out of bed standing going to the restroom my god and showering can't even describe it um standing to wash you know these are just little examples of of just things you take for granted right even moving in bed if you're you know a mover when you sleep right A shifter. (laughs) I prefer the back inside. But even that was a process that was just remarkably hard and such a lesson. So I learned very quickly to take advantage of this time and really think about what I could do to come out of this motivated, positive, and moving forward, right? And those were my initial goals. The first, you know, I don't know, surgery or two. The first one for sure came out of nowhere, and it was, I still think about that. I definitely have PTSD from that because that was such a, man, I get emotional thinking about it because it was such a tough personal lesson. Um, You know, (laughs) I was young. It came out of nowhere, and my whole life just changed at that moment. It was stripped. It was, you know it was it was it was crazy it was hard it was difficult it was it was so unexpected but isn't that part of what the toughest lessons are is the unexpected coming at you and how we react to them how do we adapt to them how do we overcome them how do we grow with them how do we learn from them this is one of those lessons it came out of nowhere well you know Kind of, right? It grew um, as far as the seriousness and the severity. I guess that's the same word, right? (laughs) Just said differently. And it changed our lives dramatically. All of us. Every single one of us. Every one of us listening and speaking right now, right? So moving forward... (sighs) how do we handle that? Like I said, when I was going through the first one, it happened so quickly. I, you know, in a nutshell, I woke up one day, couldn't move. A week later, I was in surgery. And within that week, prior to the surgery, there was so much that I needed to learn before I can go into surgery. And it wasn't about the surgery itself. That had to happen. The reason it took a week was just trying to find a time to have it done. But that was a quick turnaround. Within a week, that, that shows you how severe it was. But learning how to go from, you know, a job, living in the Independently, being young, kinda on top of the world in a sense, too. Okay, well, you're gonna be incapacitated for at least six months. You're gonna have to learn to walk again. Possibility of you improving is there, but it's really contingent on your back and your effort. Okay, so now I have a week to think about that. Cool. But the week flies by in a sense, but it doesn't in another sense. Because part of you wants it to fly by, so you could just get to healing, right? And the other part time. It just stops. And why does it stop? Because it's so valuable. You realize at that moment, time has completely changed. It's, it's almost irrelevant. The only time you're watching the clock or thinking about time is how you Can't use it anymore to your advantage or for your scheduling or for whatever you need to do for yourself because it's completely irrelevant. I couldn't walk, I couldn't move, my back was just a mess. So, any sort of schedule was gone, my job was gone, everything was gone. So, it's kind of relatable to our situation now because everything that we knew, had, or dealt with, or lived through was gone. Now it's all about adapting. Okay, so let's adapt, right? So, the week passes by, and I go through my surgery, and thankfully, I'm fine. I get out of the surgery. And this is where you start to evaluate what life's truly about because you have time to slow down. You have time to actually stop. I was fortunate and unfortunate enough to go somewhere and have some place to go for a moment or go through recovery, if you will. Like now, I'm sure... I know that a lot of people lost their job or, you know, furloughed. They still have rent. They still have bills. So I know that that's a reality for a lot of people as well. But for my situation, I'm explaining how I reevaluated to get through and how I took that opportunity, not once, twice, three times, four, five times, right, to kind of re-up. So um, I'm home at this point and, you know. After a few days, because obviously they just pump you with a lot of fluids, drugs. You know, they incapacitate you to get you where they need you to be, so they can cut you open and do what they need to do. So everything's starting to wear off, and now I'm, you know, four days home or three days home, whatever it was. And the reality of me not being able to move starts to kick in because I have to go to the restroom. I I'm very OCD about cleanliness, right? So I haven't showered since I went to the hospital. I don't even know three four days ago. I this point so I'm like oh my gosh what Anyone who knows me, I cannot describe to you how annoying that is. <laughs> oh my God, it bothers me so much. Have no idea. You start to think of different ways to live, to survive, to make up. Not make up, but to make up, right? So that's when it started. Now, this was 99. I was a kid, um, 20s. I was 26. 26 years old. Wow, that's crazy. As I speak to you, I'm 46. <laughs> I'll be 47 this year. So here I am, 26, and I'm laying in a bed in the middle of nowhere. Let me add that. I won't get too personal because the other parties I don't really care for. I was literally in the middle of nowhere. Like one light town you know like everything was at that corner and that was it for about 25 miles not exaggerating and you take somebody from a you know an urban background and you throw them in the middle of nowhere on top of going through something like this so traumatic it, it's i decided okay how and what do i do to get through this so then i started making little mini goals Okay. First goal, try to turn in the bed. Second goal, try to sit up because I had to get through a couple steps every day. The key was physical therapy. Once I could pass physical therapy, then I was cleared to have my life back. So that was my goal. Okay. So here we are in a goal oriented. Let's equate this to now goals. We know we're not going anywhere for at least two to three weeks, right? What can we do in that time period to improve oneself? maybe the family dynamic, maybe work, anything and everything we can do. Let's reevaluate it. Let's have a new focus. Let's have new goals. Let's have goals. Unlearn to relearn. Take everything that we've learned, applied and used and kind of tweak it and better ourselves in the process. Now, I know it's kind of hard because it's really limited, right? But that's part of the fun challenge because I was super limited as well. I literally could not move out of my bed. Hell, I couldn't move within my bed at times. That first like two weeks was... It was torture, you know? I, I wanted to move. I wanted to participate. I was a kid. I was 26, man. I, I had it all energy-wise, right? And to be able to not have that, you you don't realize what you have. Here's the old cliche. You don't really realize what you have until you don't have it, or it's not available at that point. That's what I'm getting back to with the taking things for granted. I think it's human nature to do that because we get comfortable. We build, we build comfort. Even the people that stress, even the people that don't have anything, there's some sort of comfort in that because it, it it becomes easier to just be comfortable than to challenge, right? Because if you challenge, that means you have to make more effort. And if you make more effort, then you're going to hold yourself accountable, right? And that's hard for people to hold themselves accountable because it's easier to pass the buck. It's easier to bullshit. It's just easier. So instead of doing that, people become complacent. Well, you know, uh, meh, fine, okay. Why do you think all of us have favorite restaurants? Because we already know what we're getting. <laughs> right? It makes so much sense. Like, it's easier than to say, I'm going to make a meal today. Now, some of you like to cook, so you can't really use this example, but personal, personal example. This guy right here, this guy is all about. Easy, you know, quick fixes when it comes to certain things. I, I never understood, I'm, I'm gonna sidetrack here. I never understood cooking, okay? Like, obviously, if you cook well or you know how to cook, the meal is just, ah, oh, it's fantastic. You're just like, mmm, took all that time, made all that, so worth it. But I never understood it. Now, mind you, I'm a big guy. I love food, although I'm very particular, which is ironic, but I hate. To cook. And it's not about the cleanup, because at this point I've had so many jobs of so many things as far as like cleaning up and oh I don't even want to go into that. That's a whole different podcast. Please trust me when I tell you that I've cleaned up more than I care to admit. And parts of cleaning I like. I love vacuuming. Okay, I'm trailing off on trailing off on the whole point. Let's get back to the food. I never understood why people enjoy cooking. There's nothing sustainable in it. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean I love a good meal. Obviously. Obviously, but participating in the prep work, I'm good. Did that for a lot of years in the service industry. Cooking, if I'm in the mood, sure, it's cool. But yeah, no, I'm good. And look, I'm not taking away from chefs or cooks or sous chefs or prep work. I did it, you know, I've done it all. I'm not a chef by any means, but I've had those jobs and man, it's a difficult job. It's so underappreciated as well. I mean, chefs now in the Food Network over the years have kind of given cooks and the restaurant industry some recognition, but overall they they never get the love they should. Anybody in a restaurant should get the love, but do they? No, absolutely not. Servers are the most, man, I made my living for years serving you know, I love that job because you were able to read the situation and kind of dictate the, the rhythm. I, I used to take every table. This is a true story. They're all true, but here we go. <laughs> I'm so sidetracking. Whatever. I would take every table and pretend that it was like their own little show. Like they only had one night out that night with me serving. And I would just entertain the shit out of them. I would try my best to make everything perfect. I had it down pretty well. I had a great following for a lot of years. Wherever I went, it was kind of nice. I really enjoyed that. But that's the thing. Um, Even that's a lost start, which is sad. It's weird how the dynamic has changed. I, I, I never understood why people were so mean to people that were helping you have a better experience. So you're being shitty to somebody who's offering you convenience and helping you. Now, yes, that person chose to come there. So that just proves my point that you chose to be there. And if you're getting exceptional service or even good service, why are you being an ass? Now, it was rare that I had people crappy with me. But nobody's perfect, right? Didn't <laughs> Good night. Um, anyway, let's get back to the other subject. So you go through a point where you start to evaluate goals, right? I need this goal. I need that goal. I need this goal. I need that goal. I need this goal. I need that goal. But where do the goals lead if you don't know what your end game is? And that's part of the reevaluation that I'm talking about. We need to figure out personally right now. How we can better our situation moving forward. Because when we come out of this, you know, whenever that may be, let's be real, we don't know, right? We don't know when we're going to come out of this. But when we do, we need to have some sort of plan for ourselves. Everything else kind of falls in a place It usually does. That's how our lives work, right? Things work out. We figure it out. Move forward. Everybody does their thing. Blah, blah, blah. Are you still happy with your thing? Are you still happy Are you happy with your thing? You're welcome for that nugget. When we walk out the door, how is your mind going to be? Besides relief, besides a little bit of nervousness, we're all going to be scared to see each other again in person. I'm going to be afraid to walk through stores. Like anybody who says they're not is completely lying or just ignorant, perhaps both. Right? You know, that's a whole different, that's a subset of what I'm getting at. We have to know what we can do now for ourselves. Let's embrace that. Take this time and own it as opposed to letting it own you. So the key is your mental focus needs to maintain positivity. We need to focus on healing and working on ourselves emotionally, mentally, and physically. We also must embrace the pain and disappointment that we are feeling and currently experiencing. We should also reevaluate ourselves and move towards a better, stronger self. Thanks for listening everyone. Be well, be safe and take care of yourself. And remember, I am this guy.